0: hope to many around the globe transforming lives into legacies live in word with Pastor Mansa Otterbill and now today's word the first step that leads to taking a U-turn is having full realization full realization of what is going on in your life the bible says he came to himself so you get the impression he was not with himself earlier on he was beside himself he came to himself he had a full realization it dawned on him and this is where every change process starts it starts from an awareness of what is wrong At some point in our lives, conscience will speak to us. And you're going to sit down and think. And you're going to come to yourself. You're going to come to full realization that where you are is wrong. Now the prodigal son came to this realization after a period of alienation and deprivation. Everything was going wrong in his life. He was away from his family. His friends had deserted him. He was broken, homeless. And at that point, he realized the mess he was in. Now, now you can look at him and say, well, who wouldn't realize that? Oh, many people don't. There are people who find themselves in a mess and stay in the mess forever. It never dawns on them that they made a mistake. Although they are in a mess. This guy... It's in a mess, yes. There is a, the way in which poverty will speak to you. And hardship has a very strong voice. When you're going through struggle, your mind becomes clearer. <laughs> Everything seems clear. All of a sudden, now you can see the reality. And it dawned on him you messed up. You messed up big time. Now, when that happens to you, it can be very frustrating because none of us wants to feel that we made a mistake. Especially if you left with boldness. You want to go and prove a point, but the point is not being proven. You are trying hard to prove the point, but the more you try, the more the point is eluding you. You can't prove it. So at the second point, you have to come to your senses and say, Listen. I blew it. I thought I was right. I thought that was the right action. It was bold. I wanted to really venture into this new area and and succeed. But common sense tells me now, I've hit the rock bottom. But we have to be encouraged because when God exposes our mistakes to us, he doesn't do it with the intention of humiliating us. The error that God brings to our attention is the error He wants to deliver us from. God does not make you aware of your wrong just to make you feel bad, although feeling bad is not all that bad. When He convicts us of something wrong in our lives, He does it to help us come out of that wrong. Now, revealed error can make us uncomfortable. It exposes our weaknesses, our mistakes, it makes us face up to things we wish we would hide. You quarrel with somebody, and you say, "Hey, yeah, I, I can live my life without you. And then after a year or two, things are starting to go bad and you're putting in all your effort, and then it's four years is bad, and 10 years is bad, and 20 years is bad, something is gonna to have to tell you. You made a wrong turn. You made a wrong turn. So that's the the realization. It dawned on him, I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. Then he went to step number two. When full realization dawns on you, you're going to do something else. There is something I call inner reasoning. Inner reasoning. The Bible says he said to himself... This is where you begin to argue with yourself. It is an inner struggle. He begins to speak to himself. There is a debate going on in his mind. When you go through this stage, it will seem as if there are two sides of you in your head. One part tells you about the mess you are in, and the other part tells you it doesn't matter. Everything is all right. It makes excuses for you. There are two different sets of voices that will argue in your head. The voice of truth and the voice of error. The voice of responsibility and the voice of excuses. The voice of faith, the voice of fear. The voice of change, the voice of stubbornness. You're going to hear them in your head. One is going to tell you, it doesn't matter. Keep going. The Bible says he spoke to himself. He's psyching himself up. He's arguing in his mind. There is a reasoning going on in his mind. It happens to all of us. Should I go? Should I not go? What if I go and the man says, I don't want you again? What if I get rejected? It will increase my my pain. What if it doesn't work? I've come too long. I've come too far. I can't turn back. People will laugh at me. I will look like a fool. As if you don't look like one now. <laughs> <laughs> In that debate, the voice or voices you listen to is the wisdom you submit to. After you've debated within yourself with those Voices, one of them will prevail, and that will be your wisdom. If the voice of excuse prevails, you will accept your excuses and live by them. It's very easy to make excuses, very easy, or blame somebody else. Yeah, but I tried my best. Yeah, but nobody gave me opportunity. Yeah, but, you know, my intention was right. Yeah, but he didn't do it right. Yeah, but the way he spoke to me. Yeah, but the way she spoke to me, I didn't like it. Yeah, it's all right. But you are in the hole. And those excuses are not going to get you out of the hole. So this man is debating with himself. He said to himself, Have you ever been in a situation where you're talking to yourself? Sometimes you see people who do that outside. Now normally we do it inside. We talk to ourselves inside our head. And then once in a while when we are alone, we talk to ourselves loudly. But once in a while when it gets very, very, very serious, you do it publicly. Now when it gets to the point where you're talking to yourself publicly, This thing is now getting serious. It means there's an internal struggle going on inside. You're reasoning within yourself. Should I do it? Should I not do it? What if I do it? What if people say that? And, And it goes on and on. So this guy's going through internal reasoning. He's speaking to himself. Third step. After he had gone through all the argument, he made a personal resolution personal resolution personal resolve he says i will arise at this stage he has decided what to do one voice has won the argument the voice of reason that says it's time to go back it's time to go back it's time to go and say you're sorry it's time to go and apologize And I like the way he chooses his words. He says, I will arise. I will. He was making a choice with his will. I will. I choose it. He was not going to depend on someone else to act for him. Neither was he going to just think about it and leave it to chance. I will. I. It's me. Because, you know, many times, instead of seeing it as ours, we see it as somebody's. We want to make a choice, but we want somebody else to do it. If you really mean it, then you're going to take personal ownership of your choice. And until we take personal responsibility for our choices, we cannot act on them. I will arise. It's me. Not him. Nobody's going to rise for you. I will. It's important to understand that. Nobody can make a choice for you. There are many things we blame on God when God has put the choice in our hands. Sometimes we say whatever happens is of God. No. No. Whatever happens is not necessarily of God Although God can make all things work together for your good If you fit into his purpose If you realign your life He'll make all things work together for your good But not everything in your life is of God At a certain point You have to take ownership of your choices No one can decide for you No one can live your life for you. And it's not about what people told you. It's not about suggestions that other people have given you. It's not about what someone else wants from you. It's not about what you think people want from you. It's about you. It's your life. I will arise. If nobody rises with me, I will arise and leave these pigs here. And I'm not going to rise with any pig. And when you decide to arise, people are gonna tell you, it's no use, it's no use. I'm not sure his friends were encouraged when he said he was going to arise. But you have to take personal responsibility. Make a choice and decide this is what I'm going to do. Now saying I will arise is always difficult. Because at that time you feel alone. You are alone. The whole world is looking up to you and you have to arise and you have to face your own consequences. Now for the prodigal son, his father is there. He cannot predict his father's attitude. His older brother is there. He cannot predict his older brother is going to laugh at him. And if nobody laughs at him, the servants will laugh at him. Because servants have their own rumor machine That knows what is happening in the master's house And I'm sure the latest news is Have you heard What happened to Junior? He left the house I hear he's feeding pigs I hear he eats pigs food and, And it's the latest gossip In the house of the father And Junior knows when he gets back For the rest of his life He's going to be seen as the person who ate pigs food but he says I'll still arise better take that step than stay on the wrong path and hope that it will work now let me just put in a caveat here there are some things that you can't really change some decisions are very important before you make them you have to think very deeply because some of them are very permanent like marriage because if you're gonna marry somebody and the person shows himself excuse me to say as an idiot very early in life he's going to be (laughs) he has only shown you the iceberg now if you look on and say well it doesn't matter people change people do what <laughs> now sometimes you may have and and i'm speaking to those of you who are contemplating marriage you may have gone ahead, you may have introduced a person, you may have done everything uh, to show that you're going to marry the person. But if you know this thing is red flag danger, no matter how far you have gone to introduce that girl or that boy to all your friends, at a certain point you have to know the danger signs are right before me. It's better I make a U-turn now than to stay on this path. Because when you marry, it's still death. Do as part. Now you can't kill him and he can't kill you. So you're stuck all right but personal resolve i will arise everybody say i will i will will do it i'm going to face it i'm going to go back i'm going to say sorry i'm going to change my attitude i'm going to stop doing this or that it could be in any choice you've made But you have to resolve, personal resolve. After resolving, the prodigal son got to the planning stage. How is he going to do it? So he started playing the scenario in his mind. So he started rehearsing what was going to happen. Advanced rehearsal. He says, I will arise, I will go to my father, and I will say to him. So he's rehearsing. This is what I'm going to say when I get there. That happens to all of us. When you decide, you resolve, I'm going to do it, then you start rehearsal in your mind. So he's anticipating what he's going to say. He's choosing his words carefully. He's playing the scenario in his mind. That's rehearsal. It happens to all of us. You're going to do something. And you start thinking, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to meet Margaret. And I'm going to say, Maggie, I love you very much. We have come very far, but there's no future for us. Now, when you're playing this in your mind, you you are almost seeing Maggie's face. And you can anticipate her response. It's mental. (laughs) (laughs) This July, greater world